Welcome back, everybody, to Gardens, the Untold Story. And Andy, of course, is always hiding out. I don't know about that guy. But we're going to be talking about healing the soil one garden at a time, starting with the soil itself, um, because that's really where it all starts. Um, so, Andy, take it away, man, because you're the one that wanted to talk about, uh, you know, disease and et cetera in the soil. So what do well, you got for us, bro? Well, you know, I've been, I started business in 1970 mm -hmm. so, and I've been at it for quite a while. And my, this is from experience. And so I learned from experience, all diseases, and trees and plants, everything growing starts in the soil. It's in the soil. I also mm -hmm. learned from a doctor, all diseases in human beings, cancer, you name it, it's already in your body. It's just having activated. Bingo. Okay. Right. And, yep. so, and that's how I, in 1970, uh, 71, I did How to Heal the Earth in Your Spare Time. I really should have said How to Heal the Soil in Your Spare Time. To me, earth yep. and soil are the same thing, even though it's earth is really a combination of just the soil, but the air and the water. And, you know, that's all part of it, too. But I've learned from experience. And, and there isn't a day. Hi, Hi, Silly Lily. <laughs> I love that name. I have a song I wrote named Silly Lily, by the way. I just haven't finished it yet. It's, okay. about, three, it's about three hours long. So I, I have to, you know. <laughs> oh, no, leave it three hours long. I'm sure Silly Lily would probably sit there and, and smoke <laughs> a, a big doobie and just enjoy and, it. Just go, oh, yeah. Make sure you'll, have, you'll have to wear your headphones because you'll do it binaural, right? Make sure you wear the headphones. And I tell people, don't do it while you're driving. Oh, no problem, man. As soon as I get it done, I will um, figure out how to send you a link. I'm sure Ken knows how to do it. Just yeah. silly lady, right? You can send yeah. him a link for the for the song. Uh, uh, but so what I was saying was, is that there, there. Throughout, it's been my experience, for example, I, and I use it from real life because I do a business. Yeah. This is what I do for a living, okay? So I was just that, uh, and uh, I probably, if I, because I, you know, again, I apologize because what's happening is is that uh, I am going through a health crisis. I'm allergic to junk food. <laughs> Seriously, I can't eat anything with junk in it. And it's, it's gotten to really the point where I, and then I have to I have to read the glasses, and these people have these tiny little things and and the ingredients, and I go, what are you trying? To, are you hiding this? What what? I diggy dank, diggity dank, and so it's 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 prevalent in every yeah. everything I get, and, and and I just finished watching a YouTube video from one of my, one of my favorite doctors that was talking about uh, fructose, right. added sugar. The added sugar is not even. I mean, he was saying, you don't need any sugar in your body. You don't need any mm -hmm. sugar. Which are, you produce sugar. You get sugar from fruit and stuff like that. That's okay from normal sugar that you get. That's how you're supposed to get it. Right. But so I don't, you know, you, you, I don't want to get carried away because I can talk about this, this body. <laughs> I can talk about the soil. I mean, the similarities are mind-blogging. Okay. They, they just and that's it, Andy. It, it really is the similarities that we want to, to coordinate. We want to connect the data points. So... You know, it, it's so simple to have the sugars. Uh, what would you call the sugar for the soil, though? Right, right, right. Okay, so the sugar for the soil, it's so the similar, there's a, so what, what I was going to say in terms of the, the soil and the diseases in the soil is that the sugar is not in the soil. The sugar is in the plant that's connected to the soil. There's okay. a similarity, okay? So it's not in the soil, but the, so the soil gets it together to produce the so it helped the plant produce the sugar. And the way mm -hmm. it also, in the production of the sugar, the soil puts the minerals into the sugar. So that the plant. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I don't know that a lot of people understand that when the plant puts out in the exudates, 90% of those exudates come back up. So the, the plant's producing the sugar, putting it into the soil, and then drawing the minerals back up into the plant. That's basically what you're saying, correct? No, what I'm saying is, is that the okay. the minerals feed the plants. I mean, the right. microbes feed the plants, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there are different kinds of microbes. They all have specializations. So right. one of these microbes, what they do is they, they, they use carbonic. They take carbon dioxide, carbon, and turn it into carbonic acid, which then they, they dissolve the minerals. They dissolve the minerals. 
into a form that's available to the plants. Mm -hmm. There's another microbes that will then take it from the microbes who made that and make yep. it and, and make it available in a way that the plant then gives it to the plant. A root hairs gives it to the plant, and yep. the plant creates sugar. Mm -hmm. Through photosynthesis, whatever system else, it creates the sugar. But the sugar itself has the trace metals that was put in by the microbes. Right, out of the soil. Out of the soil, right. Exactly right. And so the, the disease, the, to me, what I, what's interesting about the diseases and stuff, and I've done this for, from experience over and over again, is that, and mm -hmm. it's the same thing with the human body. What you put in is what you get out. So these people are, are putting in junk into the soil chemicals yeah. and, and it's a form I, I tell people um uh uh the the chemical fertilizers are the cocaine for the soil yeah it's, really pretty much right or for and for the plant anyway for the, it's for cocaine for the plant but basically yeah cocaine yeah. for the plant right exactly yeah. right and 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 so the the similarities are very interesting because it's what you're feeding what you i learned a, a long time ago you really should feed the soil Fuck, yes. fuck the plants, you feed the soil, right? So, and so what you feed the soil is what you, the plants are going to get. There's no mm -hmm. way around it. So if you put junk in, which basically is chemical fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, uh, city water. I was just talking to somebody today. He's saying, well, okay, let me get this straight. You come around here every month and you spray microbes. But city water kills the microbes. I go, yes, they do. Buddy. Yes, they do. The, the, the chlorine and everything else just kills them dead. And that's why I gotta keep bringing it back on a regular basis. So I was yeah. I, I talked to I, I explained to him about what a fertigation unit is. Okay. And it's a very self-explanatory fertigation. You can get it right off the bat. What is a fertigation unit? You're asking me what a fertigation yeah. unit is. Because the word um, tells you what it is. Well, you're spraying fertilizer or you're Basically, that's what I would say is, is uh, somehow you're applying a fertilizer yeah, as so, a fertigation, right? So so it's, basically, it's basically a unit. It's, it's made of a hard uh, plastic or hard something really hard to handle, handle the pressure. It's got a yeah. dial on top. You put your liquids in there. It's originally made by our favorite MG company. You put the MG mm -hmm. product in there, close the lid, and you basically attach it to their sprinkler system. So you Okay. Where the line, the line comes into the hot, to the property, and then it gets spread out amongst everything. That's where you hook it in. So basically, yeah. you cut into it, and you put the two lines into the little line right in the middle. That little line in the middle has two other lines that come out to the unit. Irrigation. No, it's fertigation unit. That's the name. Okay. So basically, what you're doing is you're tapping in and you're drawing from that right. Small water flows unit through and siphons it out. One yeah. to one thousand, one to one part to one thousand. Yeah, and it's metered this. at that. This stuff is heavy duty chemical fertilizer, and it goes out to so, the yeah. sprinkler system, right? Yeah. So early on in my in my youth, I I knew about uh, uh I knew about the chemicals in the water, and I also know that we are also constantly dumping all kinds of chemicals in the soil, left and right, left and right. Human mm -hmm. beings are very good at that. From plastic, yeah. whatever all that. I mean, there's more toxins in, in your garage, right, than anywhere else. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and under and the so, sink. Under the sink. And in other places like that, this stuff is really, yeah. really intense. And so I figured, okay, how do I and at that time, you know, I wasn't I was only uh in the early seventies, they hadn't created a fertigation unit. It was right. something fairly recently done. Uh and so I think I learned about it maybe thirty years ago, forty years ago, somewhere in okay. there. Because a guy came up to me and says, you should try this fertigation unit. You put your MG in there and you hook it up. And I says, dude, what does it say on the side of my truck? Don't panic, it's organic. So at first I said, no, I'm not interested <laughs> yeah. in putting the MG in there. But then I said, wait a minute, can I put anything else in there? And he goes, well, what do you mean by anything else? I'll tell, I'll, I'll buy. So I bought a unit. And what mm -hmm. I did was clever because it's one to one thousand. That's because it's chemical fertilizer. So what I did, yeah. I drilled, I drilled, I made the opening a little bigger. It's made it one to one hundred. Mm -hmm. The ratio of one to one hundred. And in there, I would put my compost, a little bag of compost. So the compost tea basically was making compost tea, which you changed on a regular basis. I would put other things in there, like my super seaweed. I have a, a super seaweed. It's my, 
the product yeah. that, that I spray my customers with, plus I also sell it on my website, just as a private label. I, you don't believe what I had to do. If I was to process, it would cost me $40,000 because I have to prove everything that's in there. And they told me, dude, yeah. there's stuff in here we don't even know about. What's in it? What is it? You have to explain. They said, you haven't invented it yet, right? The, my, it's primordial soup. It's a mixture of microbes or ancient microbes, basically. So I cool. So you can put those in your unit. Yeah. Uh, any, anything organic you can put in there. You have to be careful in terms of clogging the system up. And Micron stuff like size. You have to run yeah. it through a proper proper size filter. Yeah. Right. You have to. You know, otherwise, it does clog up a lot. You do not yeah. want to. And quick. <laughs> yeah, really quick because it's biologically alive. It was just, yeah. you know. So I, I, I would add things like uh, Nitron A35. If you guys have never heard of Nitron A35, N-I-T-R-O-N. A capital A dash 35. You should look it up. Uh, Nitron A35 was invented by a guy in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and it's enzyme. It's a basic enzyme product. Wonderful, okay. wonderful product which helps. Uh, you can tell people what, uh, more about enzymes than, than I would, but basically, enzymes are very important mm -hmm. in the soil. So it, it, it sends it out through the unit. And it's it, one of the things I was telling you about this guy is well, you can also add. In, in the fertigation unit, a bunch of things, different things that will counteract the chlorine. Mm -hmm. So the because you know chlorine is constantly going out. So that's why the nitron A35 is a perfect one to use. A lot of these things, what you want something that's not so bioactivated that will blow up on you if you don't <laughs> you don't release the pressure, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Yeah, I learned that from experience. You do not want to add <laughs> like fish emotion. You do not want to add that in there, right? Or even compost if you. Uh, if you put compost in there, you lit a tea bag, you know, a, a nice green. You leave it alone in the heat, you, you're going to get a problem. You're going to have a problem. Yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? Uh, and, but so uh, I've learned. Uh, so just today I was talking. Uh, uh, people have been calling me up because all the rains we've been having, you know, and they're, mm -hmm. they've been telling me, come and take a look. And so peach leaf curl. You know okay. what that is, right? Right? Uh, not a clue. Well, it's exactly what it is. It's peach leaf curl. It's called peach leaf curl. It doesn't have to be peaches, but peaches get it. Any hard, any hard nut fruit, any hard, any fruit that has a hard nut in the center, okay, get it, right? Uh, and uh, so, I want you to spray the trees. Got this disease. So, like you know, so people that he's pointing at the leaf and pointing at the curl. He's pointing, yeah. and I'm looking down. I said, "What are you looking down for?" Right? I says, "Well." I don't see anything here that this poor plant is telling me because it's basically the plant's saying, look, look what I'm growing in because it's like clay. Oh, this is substrate soil. It's not even the, to me, soil is the top layer. Then underneath it is where you have the substrate. Well, if you take yeah. away the soil, that's what you got. And that's what yeah. people are growing in because they have stuff. They're trying to. They're, They're trying, trying to grow it. And, yeah. and these gardeners constantly, Mother Nature is constantly putting stuff down and they're taking it away. They're taking it away. So there's no, you know, rain, wind, sand hands are coming, blow everything. They said, we can't put compost down. It gets blown away. Yeah, if you just lay it on top, you have to, right? Yeah. There's lots of ways. So I told him, it's a soil disease. How can it be? It's on the tree. There it is right up there. It's not in the soil. And he's like, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so that's a nice to, way to put it there, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, I was trying to explain to him uh, how the cycle gets gets uh, continued. Same thing with yeah. uh, diseases and roses. You know how they have all the, the diseases and the leaves are covered. Any plant. So when they have a disease, they drop their leaves, right? Yeah. And the leaves dry and goes right back into the soil again. It's supposed to. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it, it, what's interesting is that what I've learned from experience is that it doesn't matter the disease because people say, well, you need to tell me the name of this disease. I said, no, I don't. What I what you need to do is make your soil. So uh, let's see, how, how do I put it? The more diversity of microbes in the soil, the better. Yes. Yeah. Basically, you don't want to have one type of microbes in the soil, which is impossible to do anyway. That's why you have a, a wide range, a wide diversity of microbes in the soil, right? And yeah. all these things are spent very, they're very specific in how they deal with diseases. Diseases cannot, they're in the soil, 
but they can't get established because the microbes would not allow them to uh, to be born, so to speak, or to be activated. Yeah. See what I'm saying, right? The, the things that happen in the soil, they, they keep the diseases in balance. When you, you don't have the microbes, in the, the proper blend of microbes in the soil, the diseases, that triggers the diseases to start. Yeah. See? And then, the, and then what happens is that, so when a lot of times with, especially with the rain, because what happens with rain gets a lot of water, everything goes right back up into the air and the plants right there going, oh, and, but the real reason why it happens that at this, it's a, it's a dual thing that at the same time that the, that the diseases are starting. Now the diseases are only starting because what happens when the water gets, soil gets waterlogged, the microbes are no longer performing their duties and they are no longer producing the trace minerals and the food that they need to feed the plants. That stopped. So you're the plants not getting the food at the same time that the diseases is coming. Yeah. Two are connected. Because mm -hmm. if you had a next door neighbor who had living soil, well, well for starters, you couldn't have the next door neighbor. Because I think I've been to my experience there has been that this one guy, for example, went to a place and his house is beautiful. Everything's beautiful. The next door neighbor is beautiful. The other next door neighbor, everybody around us, and they don't do anything. We don't do anything. We don't yep. know what's going on. That's because the neighbor, the guy in the middle there, is is continuously feeding the soil, making microbes, and they're spreading out. Yep. They spread out. You see, and so, uh, but uh, the 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 thing that the people need to understand is that it's in the soil. It's like I love it. It's the biology. It's the biology. It's all about the biology because without the biology, nothing happens. No. Right. No mineral moves, no concentrate moves. And it, it's when you're out of balance that you have the problem. And that's where, you know, the water is drowning them. They can't breathe. You're losing a bunch. They're going into a stasis form. And, uh, you know, then it's out of balance. And the bad bacteria and viruses, they get into your plant. And that's where everything gets sick. Right. And pests have genetically throughout the centuries learn how to take advantage of that so when uh, when the pest so the uh, i'm a just say i'm a uh, bark beetle or any pest that you can think of right i remember we talked last time about they build, they're building we re, with refractometers built into them they can look yeah. at a plant and go yeah that's for me right no i'm leaving that one alone right yeah yeah so, and they also come from the soil mm -hmm. <laughs> they also come from the soil and so and if they happen to come from the same soil and it's it, not, not a coincidence that they will come from the same diseased soil that's a disease. So this bug will come out and say, whoopee, and they will carry with them their, their uh, I forget the name of it, but they basically uh, means that they take the disease with them, and when they go attack a plant, they also bring the disease as well. So yeah, a, bug, yeah. a bug can fly around looking for a plant and go over there. So it has to be, you only have, you only have to have one disease property and the bugs are coming out, and they'll go on looking for other plants in the area that's perfect for them to eat. Well, yes, and and there, it's back to that synergistic relationship, Andy, where you know the bug that would consume that plant that's not healthy is the bug that shows up, and because they're designed to tear the the plant down, return it to the soil, so the next generation gets the nutrients that plant yeah, was able the, to absorb. That's their job. Yeah, but like that, like I would tell people this. And yes, ghetto. So the lack of building blocks for immunological defense allows the disease to flourish. Yes, exactly. That's it. Exactly. You're you're very good, ghetto hippie. You're not a hippie after all, man. Most well, people. Well, and then he's got this one: dehumates neutralize chlorine. Chlorine. Uh, Do you have an answer to that one? Okay, so it has, to, it has to be in combination. Dehumates by itself do not neutralize the chlorine. What neutralizes okay. the chlorine is a biologically active soil that produces their own counteractive, counter, uh, you know, uh, what does they call it? Where, uh, they have a liquid that they produce. And that liquid, yeah. it basically is, it's, it's sterilized, it kills any, any uh, foreign matter, it, it, like chlorine, it breaks it down to chlorine into basically two its components. Yeah, it breaks the molecule apart. In, or or the atom apart or the molecule part down to the atoms and then it's no longer chlorine 
Right, exactly right. So, and you know, you would think that yeah, that that's one reason why I I, I always go to in that fertigation unit. Maybe we should be pumping more microbes out through that, and that does work. There are a couple of people that picked up on that a long time ago. That's what they do. They go once a yeah. week they replace it because you know you have to constantly be adding new product in there. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it needs to be kept out of the sun. And microbes are being sent out. Microbes will eat the chlorina right up. And by the time it gets spread out to everybody else, you have a clean, a clean product. Yeah. You know. And that's what you want. And that's what you want. So it so I've learned, so my experience has been that people are taught, just like in a, with a body, keep eating that junk food, but take this pill. So they tell they tell you this is normal, that this disease is mm-hmm. here. So you spray this product, you're good. Keep using the MG or whatever all the stuff you want to use. That's fine because that's normal to get this disease and it's normal to use Roundup or whatever else we have decided that you can use. Yeah. They tell you, that's exactly the same message that they tell you, you know, eat all the junk food you want, but make sure you come to my office once a week and I'll take care of all your diseases. I I was just watching my doctor. This, this doctor is really cool. I was watching him. He's talking about, Fructose. Yeah. Fructose is not the same fructose. So it's called added sugar. If you look at the label, it'll say added sugar. Now, fructose is high fructose corn syrup. Mm hmm. It's a bad one. Yeah, exactly right. It's poison. And so what they did was they made it super, the latest version of this high fructose corn syrup, they made another version. It's 100 times more. More, more concentrated in, in fructose than the previous one. They were going to call it, if you eat this sugar, you die, but they figured maybe we should give it a, a, a simple name. Let's just call it fructose. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it fructose. So I got confused. I go, fructose. Fructose comes from from, veg- from plants, from, from fruits, you know, vegetables. I mean, apples, peaches, those, that's where I get my fructose from. As a matter of fact, your body makes fructose. Or did, yeah. Exactly right. And, and they know this. They know this. They make yep. it as sweet as possible. So they want it so sweet. And uh, 80% of the people in the United States, I have all these problems from directly from the fructose. And the doctors, no, no idea. They said, no, uh, fructose is good. It's people with diabetes. They take the fructose. That's good because it doesn't affect your diabetes. But it causes liver problems, diseases, all kinds of other things, right? Med- dementia. Who knew? Who knew? Dementia. All yeah. these other things it causes. Yeah, yeah. And they're the ones with the dementia, brother, because they're the ones they know exactly what they're doing. And yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's yeah. so ridiculous that you know at least people are starting to realize the truth, you know, about a lot of this stuff. There's so many things that are the just outright lies, it's just outright lies. And yeah, for me, I, I always say well. Well, okay, that's a lie, and I can prove it to you why it's a lie, you know? And and it always relates to the, the two things always go hand in hand. We have our own soil that we take with us. Yeah. It's in my stomach. That's our own soil. Because we, we when we first started as organisms, we were in the soil. We couldn't leave. We couldn't be like a tree or something. We couldn't get out. And living yeah. organisms, we decided one day we're going to get out and walk around. It took a while mm-hmm. for us to figure out how to take the soil with us, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I it, to me, it's a very, and every, so I told this guy, well, first of all, there's long-term and short-term, uh, you know, uh, solutions. Yes. Right. And that's what the pills are because they're not treating the cause. They're treating the symptoms, but to treat the cause, we have to fix the soil and fix the plants that the animals eat. So we can eat healthier ourselves. Right, they're long-term and short. The long-term solution is the soil. Oh, yeah, they will get withdrawals if they got off the sugar right off the bat. I have a lady friend who has kids. They love yeah. Halloween because they have all this, and they hang on to that sugar. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. That's that's being mellow, mellow. That's being kind. <laughs> that's being yeah. kind. They, the doctors, the the, the 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 manufacturing people. Oh, this is there's a sugar people, the sugar company. And then there's a coffee company. There's two different companies that are always fighting with each other, with each other, uh, to produce the most toxic thing on the planet. You know, <laughs> and, and, and they, they do all kinds of things to coffee. And you know, did you know coffee is a medicine if it's done correctly? You're supposed to have coffee within 24 to 48 hours of brewing it, 
not six months or a year later after it's been sitting there, then it's toxic. On top of that, there's a yeah. big difference between organically grown coffee and chemically grown coffee. Big difference. Just today, now, I, I got to pull you back for a second, Andy, because oh, you got to no. explain that. Um, you just uh, said uh, it's when it's roasted and it should be consumed within 24 hours. Uh, but you missed the roasted part. So uh, once it's picked, it can store for quite a while. But yet, once you've roasted it, you're supposed to use it within such a, a length of time. Not exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because, see, uh, in the old days when people grew coffee, they would pick it, dry it, roast it all within a few days. Yeah. See, right? Because it's there's a it's a medicine ingredients in there that decays very very fast, mm -hmm. and so you're not getting the med and coffee was always has been a also a hallucinogenic. You take coffee in the right in the right way, you can your body goes oh whippy yahoo you know. You know what I mean? Okay, uh, you better explain that way, Andy, because I could use some whippy right now. Okay. <laughs> so do you drink you drink coffee? Oh yeah, I drink about a pot of but a pot a day. Organic coffee? You don't want to know. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm your friend. I'm telling you, you gotta stop that. Coffee is the secondly most sprayed than cotton. Seventy-six, cotton seventy-six day. different chemicals are go into the production of coffee. Seventy-six hmm. different chemicals. Are sprayed yeah. on the soil, are sprayed on the plant. And what's really weird is that you don't need to spray anything. No animal or creature we're gonna eat a coffee plant or gonna eat the coffee bean. <laughs> no, that is caffeine is toxic in a lot of ways. Just just this morning I'm spraying, I go buy 10 bottles of cold brew coffee. Yeah, yeah. Organic, the vanilla. Vanilla also happens to be a toxic to insects. Okay. And the lady says, Mind the gold God. bar, guys. Huh? What? I said that the gold bar guys. What was that? Well, that uh, vanilla is toxic to insects as well. Oh yeah, vanilla is toxic to insects. If you can smell it, they can smell it. And as soon as they smell it, it's too late because it goes into their neurology, their neurosystem. Okay. okay. And there are lots of other things like that that are toxic to insects, which we also like to enjoy. Which has issues with our body too but you so you have to be careful with i only drink organically grown coffee and even then i don't do 100 percent coffee it's maybe 10 percent coffee and i have other kinds of adapters and mushrooms that i make a drink with it blended together so it's really mostly the adapters and mushrooms it's a little bit of coffee i like the caffeine you know but today but when i spray this i get caffeine i mean i have to cover myself up i'm like <laughs> And I, you started the show like that, all covered up, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know? so I have a 100-gallon sp uh, sprayer, which I also yeah. filter the water out. I use a Blue Boogie filtration filter. It's called Blue Blue Boogie. Yes. Yes. So that when you spray something, you're only dealing with a short-term effect. Okay, I want to do something to help the tree out right now. So what okay. I do is I get uh, cold brewed coffee vanilla flavored i actually yeah. bought and i i could actually if i was thinking about it i have a little bottle of vanilla organic vanilla yeah you can take vanilla out of water you want to do the homeopathic medicine use the smallest amount that'll work so what's the recommended uh say to a hundred gallon sprayer what's the recommended so it, amount of vanilla so in a hundred gallon sprayer i, I, I a little bottles like that is probably maybe two ounces okay I did an ounce and 100 gallons of water. Okay. So there's your ratio, did, guy. But but I also did 10 bottles of uh, cold brew coffee, which says yeah. equal to 40 cups of coffee. Okay. That went into the 100 gallons. Right. Right. And then I sprayed it. And so the, that, that, that place uh, had uh, thrips. And the thrips is very interesting because they, they live inside. The leaves get curled up and it's how it protects it, right? Yeah. It protects it. So you, they spray chemicals. It doesn't work. It gets, they're protected, right? But they're inside of they're protected. <laughs> you know, right? Right? So coffee is also happens to be a systemic. Okay. By the way, speaking of systemic, garlic will kill them too. Garlic is an excellent systemic.
-hmm. But so when you spray the coffee, the plant absorbs it. If you add the vanilla to it, it adds that's the, the the scent to it. It adds uh, additional yeah. an additional factor to it because it, the scent will permeate the plant. Will go through the leaves, go everywhere, mm -hmm. right? And and so that kills him too. But the caffeine is what kills him. You well, get caffeine. caffeine you're saying allows the molecules in that really does the job. It's it's right, right. Yeah, uh, caffeine also kills snails and snail eggs. Is that is the toxic grasshopper? It the 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 uh, yes, uh, vanilla is toxic to almost every insect. You just have also uh, have to be careful spraying it on uh, beneficials. You know, you don't want the bees well, to be getting it, so yeah. you can spray it uh, haphazardly everywhere. So when I'm spraying a, a bush, I make sure there's there aren't any other, but you usually. Uh, what happens is in the beginning, I do a little bit of that, but then I switch over to microbial spray. I spray mm -hmm. the microbes on them. And the microbes are so good, they will not harm beneficials. Yeah. Let me see, let me see your ID. Oh, okay, you're good. Right, next. <laughs> right? Hey, this is military police here. I swear, you that's what they the right do. Password. A bee coming. A bee would love to get sprayed with garlic. I would spray. I, I did the, in the fertigation unit, I put garlic in. So I buy this okay. stuff called uh, Garlic Barrier. It has like a thousand bulbs of garlic in the in a gallon. Ooh, that's Ooh. a lot of garlic, boy! You open that up, you're gonna smell it for a while. Oh yeah. So I put, so I made a mistake and I dumped half of that half of that gallon into my hundred gallon sprayer, and the whole neighborhood smelled like garlic. My machine smelled like garlic. I smelled like it for about a week or two yeah. afterwards. People were going, "My God, you you smell like garlic!" Or the house was. This Italian came out. Oh, I love it, the garlic. <laughs> and so I, so I overdid it. I overdid it. So I, yeah, I basically, yeah. all you have to do is a cup, a cup and 100 gallons of this uh, garlic barrier. I also talked to the owner who made the garlic barrier. I said, you know, it kills mosquitoes. One really? of my book, yeah, one of my book is How to Kill Mosquitoes. Uh, and basically, uh, it's one page. <laughs> the garlic. Yeah. It's garlic. Right, yes. right. And so, uh, and, and and I think the title was "How to Keep Mosquitoes from Biting You." Okay, yeah. And you, you don't believe what I did? What I did? Uh, I don't want to get off the subject, but we're still the same thing. Is that the garlic does wonders? Garlic will, will control yeah. snails. It kills the snail snail eggs. Uh, coffee, uh, caffeine. If you do, if you drink coffee, you, you take, take the coffee ground, you put it in the soil. That will kill snail eggs. Okay. And people say, "Oh, it's going to kill the worms." The worms love the coffee. They love the caffeine. I feed my worms coffee all the time. The it's an energy boost for them. They go, oh, coffee, wonderful. I was feeling a little down. Then they go, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, what was I talking about? The, the garlic. So the way you yeah. keep mosquitoes, and basically any other creature that comes after you, because what does what a mosquito does? A mosquito smells your scent. Mm -hmm. A scientist wrote an article saying mosquitoes go after meat eaters. Because they give off the, the 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 right combination of stuff that they go bingo. I'm going to go after that that you know uh, that person, whatever it is, right? Yeah, that yeah. animal, right? And so as a kid, uh, I start. I was always very bad person. I was I'm not not a good not a good person. I I was probably the one who led the panty raid. I was always the one that led panty raids. Not you, Andy. I thought you were like this this angel come from heaven. No, I was I was sneaking there and sick everybody's panties <laughs> and tie them up. Uh, I got it so creative, I would tie them up on trees and there would be like a panty tree. People would go, Who did that? I'm looking, I don't know. I really I should, I just don't know. What anybody know where but um so what, what one of the things I love to do because I'm always I've always been a, a fan of garlic. Yeah. Yeah, I grow. By the way, I grow this black garlic. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of black garlic? Actually, black I have garlic. heard of black garlic. I've never yeah. seen it, but I've heard it's, of it. It's an incredible miracle medicine. Definitely uh, mm -hmm. using it, and it's very expensive. And I, was, uh, I like to grow it. But I don't have any place to grow it. I got these black garlic seeds. So when I was young, I, I, I ate garlic, and so a lot of times my mother would give me a sandwich or something. But I said, make a garlic, put a lot of garlic on it, right? Yeah, and I would go eat it, eat it at school. And people would go, "Whoo, you're smelling like garlic." 
So somewhere what, I along, just think you were Italian or Portuguese. Come on. So, so somewhere along the line, I got it into my head. I don't know if I saw it on TV or heard it from somebody or just figured it, it came in my woo-hoo. But it, it's uh, so what I do is I you get a garlic clove, you cut it in yep. half, you take off the the cover, you know, the garlic yep. stuff, you know. Cut it in half, put one in each shoe. Yeah. And so uh, and it, the garlic reverse flushes. So I, yeah. I, I remember now because I saw I saw a doctor on TV say that garlic, uh, if you do it that way, it reverse flushes your system. It takes toxic mm-hmm. out, brings them out through your skin. Yeah. And I go, oh yeah, that's the thing to do. And I would go to school and I'd say this thing, hi, how are you? And they would go, oh God, what the hell? <laughs> And the mosquitoes will not bite you. Mosquitoes will not find you. If they can't find you, they can't bite you. Insects, all yeah. the insects, you know, all the insects. If, and I told uh, my friend who's going to the Amazon, she's going to be doing this drug, Walasa, Walcosa, what was the name of it, you know? It's in the Amazon. Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca, right. She's going to find God. And I said, well, good luck because God's I have, you know, I have to go looking for it, you know. Uh, she did the toad, nothing. <laughs> the toad's one of the most powerful things. I did it. I had a wonderful time <laughs> talking with alien friends in space. But anyway, so uh, reverse flushing, uh, the garlic comes out. Mosquitoes can't f- find you. But the gar- uh, So the, in, I was in Miami. And they were doing um, spraying DDT for mosquitoes. Yeah. And I said, spray garlic. You know, you know, spray garlic. Why don't you put, make some garlic, like, you know, buy two gallons of, the, of this garlic yeah. barrier, put it in the 500 gallons of your ship, and then dump it on the city, you know? And people go, oh, garlic. That's the worst that'll happen, but it'll kill the mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. It would, seriously. I tell people, they say, don't let city water, you know, because mosquito breaks. Just spray a little bit of garlic on there. It forms a layer, it kills them. Cool. Yeah, so, like I, and, I know I've used wheat straw in a swamp, you know, to because the mosquito larvae won't uh, uh, form. But yeah, I've, ne- I've never thought of using garlic. So the thank last you. thing you want to do is spray garlic and coffee together. Don't do it. Just, <laughs> okay, just tell me why. Tell me why. Come on. I did, I did that. I sprayed. I put garlic and coffee in it. I'm spraying. I said, I don't know if I'm going to vomit or like it. I don't know. It's, it's very strange. You smell the coffee, you smell the garlic. Oh, God, I don't know. And I, I think I may have got a little dizzy. I got, I, I don't know what, to, no, don't spray the garlic and coffee at the same time because you're, you, you're going to have to wear a mask or something because this stuff is like, guess it, you know, caffeine comes right in, coffee, I mean, the garlic comes right in your nose. You're going, oh, galaxy, galaxy. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's here. So you can so oh, I rotate, I, I, rot, I rotate I will spray and, and so now I only, I these things are only short term solutions when I first go to a place and it's and if things are really diseased and really pest you want to help the plants relieve them a little a little bit but you can't be doing that all the time you rub a cover lot on the soldier feet and you taste it immediately that's how it quickly absorbs into the bloodstream exactly right exactly exactly mm-hmm. silly lady knows and I told I told the ladies going to the Amazon. Put a clove of garlic, cut it up, put it in your shoes. Don't worry about any of the insects biting. They will just stay away from you. Mountain lions, creatures like that. Go, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't smell good to me. You, know, you go away. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The monkeys are go, oh, I don't know, you know. Right. Exactly right. So this, so you, this, the, the, the thing that the people need to understand is that there's short-term and long-term solutions. So when you're dealing yeah. with a problem, yeah. you want to do something to immediately help it. Mm-hmm. Right? And these are two very heavy, heavy tools to use. I mean, caffeine will get anything, and so will garlic. You will any insect, any pest, any thrips, white flies. I had a lady, but it has to be organic coffee. Exactly right, because otherwise you're spraying the pesticide. You're going to get a concentrate, especially. And I can't believe I'm glad you mentioned it because they have cold brew coffee, organic, and all these other ones are concentrated. So yeah. let me let me think about it for a second. It took me a while, like a nanosecond, to say. I'm not touching that. Imagine me spraying this this coffee that's chemically has 72 different chemicals in it, and it's concentrated. I mean, it's more of the chemical. They don't filter out the chemical. You're getting more no. of the chemicals in it. Yeah. Right. It's so it's it's. But uh, the, the, there are two tools: the caffeine and the garlic. Right there, you learn how to immediately help 
a, a scenario that you're having with problems. Both of them, by the way, happen to be really good at controlling disease. Another thing you can spray, is that a joint? Yeah. Yeah. Blow this over yeah. here. I, what I do is I have a pipe, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, offend uh, people. I didn't want to offend people. <laughs> um, I think most of the people that come to this channel understand that we're uh, need medical cannabis for our pain. And uh, when we're in pain, we have to consume medical cannabis. So speaking, we do. Speaking of which, you do not want to spray your marijuana plants with garlic or coffee. I'm glad you said that because, like, uh, yeah, because yeah. the guys that were asking, they grow cannabis. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you right. kind of no, said that. That's a no no. A no no because you, you're going to taste the caffeine or the garlic. Now, if you like garlic, I read somewhere that somebody actually did that and you're smoking it, you, you're smoking it. And it's very good for edibles, and you go, oh, garlic. <coughs> I, now, I wonder if that would it would have worked with the old school skunk strains. If we had to bread it with garlic, you know, would it cut the, the smell? Uh, yeah. The way the way you do it is really cool because you're growing your pot plant or any plant. So I learned that garlic doesn't have to be sprayed. You can bear it. You can plant a a, 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 a a clove of garlic under the plant. When the, when the plant starts growing. The garlic, the, the marijuana, or any, I do that to protect tomatoes. How so you control tomatoes uh, from the tomato hornworm, if you keep the, the brick level at 23 or higher, the, the tomato hornworm won't attack it. But if you yeah. are, are an idiot and don't know anything about feeding property, you plant a bulb of garlic at the base of the tomato plant, and it absorbs it immediately. As soon as it starts growing, you'll taste the, tomato, the garlic in the tomato. Now, I want to point out what something Diggity Dank is saying. I had grasshoppers eat right through uh, plants coated in garlic. Right. So I, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing a lot of is that, yeah, th these things uh, evolve. These things say, oh, "Fine, I'm going to just go for it anyway." So they do. That's what, that's the nature of these insects. They will start evolving to a way that they can deal with that. So that means these are just short-term solutions, not long-term solutions. See. If you make it a long-term solution, that that okay, so the first grasshopper may come and die, or maybe go back to his family and die. Uh, but the second generation will be a little bit more immune to it. The third generation, by the fourth and fifth generation, go ahead, hit me. The same thing with yeah. malatine. Any of these chemicals, the bugs are like, hit me. I don't care. I love it. Oh, yeah, you know, they doesn't bother them at all anymore. So it happens yeah. in the organic world as well. That's why you always have to key into the long-term situation the person who has like the grass what's the long term it's all about the biology guys that's well, what the long -term solution he's, what do you say about the grasshoppers what was attacking what was he covering it with uh let's see uh so he said plants right so any kind yeah. of plant right yeah. so uh and so what i would tell him is that do you know what the bricks level of your plants are Go ahead, answer me. Are you whoever said that? Go ahead, just say no. It's okay. It's <laughs> well, okay. the thing is, who? How many people actually know how to check bricks? How many people actually have a refractometer and know how to use it? I don't have a refractometer, so yeah, there's not that many people that actually do. And that's exactly what I'm. What I'm, I want to get across to hear now, to hear and and, and forevermore. You always hear me mention the word bricks, refractometer. As long as I've been around, I says never before. I'm trying to get to high enough bricks they won't eat them. Right, right. So you have to remember the higher the bricks level, the more the more minerals. So you you in order to raise the middle the bricks level higher, you have to have a blend of minerals. So if you only added one mineral, so you only go so high, it won't go up as high as you want it to go. So the higher you go up, the means you're, you're succeeding in blending the minerals. And that's why rock dust comes in because rock dust is a blend of minerals. So if you get a blend of rock dust, you're going to get even more variety of minerals because some rock dust are deficient in certain minerals, right? Yeah. So if you get a blend, you're going to, that's why you also want to get other sources like the C90, SEA90, 90 trace minerals. Yeah. So the more more trace minerals you have, the, the bricks level is going to start going up, up, yeah. up, up, and the diseases and pests goes down. down. I have to ask you, Andy, because no. we mentioned this before. Have you put up um, 
you were talking about putting up a link to a doctor that had a chart or something like that on your website. Have you managed to, to do that yet? I don't know where, I don't know where to put it up. I have to probably put it. I know what I'll do. I'll force you guys to go to my website and re read the blog. I'll put the link. I don't know if I can put a link. I have to, uh, uh, maybe, maybe I can attach it as a uh, file or something. Cause there's no, uh, it's not online. Well, uh, it, might, see, if you have an email list, um, everybody could join your email list, and then you could send everybody. Uh, I do have email. an email. I do have well, an email. Then there you go, guys. That's how join you join Andy's it. email list, and he can put it out to you guys on email. Right. So all you have to do is sign up for the newsletter, and I'll, yep. I'll and, and 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 as soon as I get more than one people saying I want to know about that bricks level chart, bada bing, bada boom, you get the you get the newsletter come out with it. I should be able to attach it to that newsletter. I should be able oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you yeah. have any troubles, just reach out, Andy. I'll, what, I'll, uh, what I'll you help. need to do is you need to tell me next show, if you want to, I'll put it on my, one of my, on my, uh, one of my, uh, link, uh, what do they call it? Link, uh, you know, you can open up, share, uh, I, let me share it and you'll see it and we can go through it a little bit. Sure. I'll bring it up on the screen and we can just go through it a little bit. And in there, in the screen, I think in the in the in the book and towards the end of it, it tells you how to get a hold of the guy that did it, how to get it. And there's a a question from Dignity. No soil, no, it's not a soil thing. The only way I would do it, the, the way I do it in the soil is because uh, is when I have okay. So I go I, today. I went out to a place, and so I used about uh, maybe. Um, it was like a tiny cup, which was about two tablespoons of the C90. And yeah. I don't put it in the, in directly in the 100 gallons of water anymore because a lot of it was just come down to the bottom and it'd be concentrated as it comes out. So I pre-mix yeah. it, dissolve it in a liquid, pre-dissolve that in a liquid. <laughs> but then I add my microbes to it. And I don't want to put a concentration of the salt, the C90 into the microbes. I have a suspicion that may be damaging them. Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not, you know, so I add it to the water which dilutes it enough and aerated. And I just added uh, some molasses for them. And I added, I, I have a really, I'm happy to go to a, through with everybody, a lot of my sources of microbes, because you can buy, uh, you can make your own microbes, which is the best way. I have videos of my worm farm, which by the way, this yeah. lady killed all the worms in it. So I have to go through that process. Are you bringing that link up, Andy? You're supposed to be sharing your screen. Focus. No, not, not now. Oh, not now. Okay. Okay. We'll do a whole yeah. show on it then. I asked you to, yeah, you focus. I asked you to, uh, next show, uh, remind me in advance. I'll have a screen already set up with that, with that book. I have it on my Mac, so I have to transfer it from my Mac over to the PC. It's, okay. and I've had that, that, but while I was asking the question to the person is that the only way I would do it in the soil is if in combination with the microbe, let the microbes get at it first. Yeah. If you add it to the soil, you're going to have a, the odds are you can be adding too much because it's a salt. It will destroy the, the biology of the soil. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you have to really, let the microbes eat it first and process it, break it right. down. It's really good as a foliar sprayer. But again, you don't spray it by itself. You spray it in combination with your compost tea. Or, so what I do is I blend uh, uh, Epsom salt, which is uh, magnesium sulfate, with mm -hmm. the C90. So okay. it, gives it, the, it gives them the magnesium uh, and a little bit of, of a higher concentration. And I, and again, there's only ta two tablespoons of the Epsom salt, two tablespoons of the Z90 goes into that 100 gallons. And, and you're pre-mixing it to make sure that it, it's actually mixed into the water before you even add it in. And, and then you're aerating. I mix it with the microbes and I aerate it. And I don't yeah. do it every month. Certain times of year is the best time to do it. The rest of the time is a waste of time. You do not want to be feeding them this the, the, the magnesium sulfate, which is Epsom salt, or the C90 every time. The yeah. ideal time to do the trace minerals, when you want to get trace minerals of the plants, is uh, like down here for us, is wintertime. In, in California, okay. it's wintertime. Because whatever you give them this season, that's when they would be manufacturing the following season. Yeah. So if you're in a place where it's snow and kind of stuff like that, you do it before the snow comes. Okay. So the snow will the snowpack will do it. Like I used to make compost and that get covered with snow. And it, when it got done, and the spring would show up. There was the compost ready to be used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? 
So I uh, so you can actually uh, spray it and feed it that way. So they get their minerals before winter times, and then it gets processed in the soil. When spring comes, they start processing, and then bingo, you have it. Yeah. Right. Well, have you been adding it to your compost? If you're doing no. a compost extract, are you uh, have you ever tried that? Because then it's built into your compost extract. Right. So uh, uh, adding it to the compost, you have to add it in a in a homeopathic level. Because remember, so the only way to add it is the same thing. You take a tablespoon, you dissolve it in a gallon of water, dissolve it. Yeah, yeah. And then take that gallon of water, put it in the, in, in the five gallon of water, and then that's what you spray. And you can spray yeah, the yeah. soil that way, but never spray it by itself. Spray it with something else. So I would add yeah, yeah. different types of microbes to that mixture. Uh, fish emulsion is really good as long as it doesn't have the urea, for example. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you can, like, Layton has this really cool little uh, fish ball products. Little fish products. Yeah, right. You know that you can make a tea out of. So you can, you can, oh, do okay. you can make a tea out of, make a compost tea, and that's what I would spray. You're not okay. going to soil with it. Never spray any one thing because Mother Nature doesn't do that. No, she's a monoculture. Yeah, she takes all kinds of stuff and it goes out. So I was I having this really cool discussion. My very first day in University of Florida, I, 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 I made a mistake. I took agriculture, okay? And the teacher said there's no difference in uh, nitrogen. It's nitrogen, so whether it comes from a chemical forest source or a natural source. Mm. I'm going... Excuse me. Hello. And I guess Have you read this book and this book and this book, lady? Because you're wrong. <laughs> and they said, Lopez, what do you want? I said, there is a big difference. Tell, uh, tell the plants that. Yeah. Secondly, secondly, urea is 4600. Urea was named after urine mm -hmm. and animals. Animals, lucky if it gets it up to 2%. And it's not just by itself. It's a blend of all these other enzymes and microbes and everything else that the animals put out right you know what i mean it's not not just one thing it's a freaking blend of everything the big yeah. difference you know what happens if you feed plants a chemical is 4600 or the soil you get you get zombie microbes <laughs> zombie microbes and you zombie just microbes. Up. these microbes yeah. like like wow oh, oh. you know what i mean it's like holy cow that and sounds like ninja microbes, what you just did, man. And, and the plants themselves, the plants, people like high nitrogen because the plants go boom. Yeah. But they're they're weak. They're, do the yeah. bricks level on them. You may have a four or five because high nitrogen inhibits the absorption of minerals. Not a yeah. coincidence. Mother Nature well, doesn't want you to have high nitrogen. No, and that kind of like yes. that, what Diggity is saying, right? Yeah. Yes, that's that's the whole basis for the biodynamic system. Real yeah. scientist says, hey, all these plants have minerals in it. Let's put them together, put them in the stomach of a, of a cow because the cow got the right microbe, and that's our preparation. That's yeah. how you get that's how you get to all the trace minerals. They don't worry about rock dust because they get it from the plants, even though even though ideally there's a thing as soil depletion. <laughs> yeah. You want to put it no. back in the soil. Right? That hasn't happened on this planet. No, no, no. Our soils are perfectly dead. Oh, no, sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that. Our but soils no, are alive, yes. Normally, normally, the way nature made it, yeah, all the minerals are there you need. The microbes are there. You don't need to do anything. Just keep it alive. Yeah. But we have disrupted that natural, natural cycle that Mother Nature does. Just a little right. bit. Just a little bit. You know, when was the last time an animal came and died in your backyard? There used to be billions and trillions of animals all over the place, everywhere, pooping and dying, all this. And the Mother Nature was constantly putting leaves, all kinds of... What's the last... Have you been to a forest, a big rainforest? I've never been to a rainforest, but I, I'm a I'm a kid from uh, the plains of Alberta, so I've been in a lot of bush in my life, yeah. A rainforest is... The soil is, has a 10-foot a layer of leaves already, all that kind of stuff, before yeah, it gets yeah. into the other things. Uh, and... The microbes are everywhere in the air, underneath. One guy was spraying, when you foliar spray, only foliar spray underneath the leaf because that's where they get their, their food from. And I said, you can spray the underneath, on top of the leaves, the truck, anywhere you want to, they will get it. Exactly. Yeah. The biology is everywhere. And he was saying, well, don't you have to really, what, why are you spraying during the day? Because it's going to dry and be going very fast. And no, it's instant. You absorb it instantly. She's like, that garlic goes in your body instantly. Yeah. And, 
That's why I started spraying because I, I learned from experience. It's going to take a while for the root system and the soil to come back. In the interim, I got to do something. So the spraying is basically a, a, a immediate effect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, Putting on the bug spray because you don't want to get bit by the, the mosquito. That's an, you know, but we need to go back into and fix the, the root of the problem. It's like, you know, the doctors and the illness that in our bodies, they're not treating the, the root cause um, in our bodies where we need to treat the root cause in us and in our soils. And exactly. by doing the soils, we help getting back what we need in our bodies when we consume that. The, the root cause is the food we eat. And, and it, the and chemicals in the food you're eating, that's why that fast food is, is really hurting you, Matt. So the food, the food, and if the food we eat is grown with a soil that doesn't have the proper meals we need, we're not going to ever get that. Yeah. See what I mean? So there's, so you can say there's an effect cost, another cost, and another cost. You want to go to the original cost of what the problem is. To me, the mm -hmm. original cost is man, mankind. That's the original cause, Okay. Human beings is the original cause. That's your wife. I, I sense her moving around there in the corner. Oh, yeah. Ho hold on. Wait, which which question, Lily? He answered it. But, okay. He, he read the question and said yes. And yes, my wife is down here going, she, he didn't answer that question, but you did. Yeah, I did. I said, you, yeah, you. And that's the uh, I was that's why I started talking about uh, bio biodynamic and Rudolf Steiner. That's exactly what he says. You know, I can my wife, all the hearing, you know, must be going. I can take a walk through a park, and I used to give a walk, uh, nature walk, and I can tell you, okay, that soil is deficient in mineral because that plant's rich in, in mineral. That's you consider it a wheat, but that plant is bringing up iron, and you know that that soil is deficient in iron. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's that's what plants do. Weeds are like. Basically, that's what they do. They take up the minerals and bring it up, and but the minerals have to be there for them to get to get it. Yes, that's, exactly. That's the thing. And we have depleted the soil so bad that it doesn't work as well anymore. We don't have the ability. So when you do the plants, you have to make sure that you're feeding them in the soil. So if they're growing in the proper environment, right, and you're feeding the soil really well, and you're doing everything for the trace mineral, yes, the plants will be minerally rich, and they can put those. Well, well that's what Ghetto Hippie is saying. If we properly <laughs> use materials, we can create a closed loop system with minimal losses. Right. So you want to be, excuse me, the, the key word now is regenerative. Yes. You're recycling the minerals constantly back into the, the same system, the same plants. The key word is regenerative. You set up a system that it can eventually be closed. You don't need anything else because it's everything recycles right back in again, right back over yeah. and over and over again, you know, and then you, you're part of that system too. You eat the, the food, you know, you don't throw anything away. Nothing leaves your property. It stays there. You have animals. That's why a farm is so good because you have mm -hmm. everything you need right there. And, and you should, you know, you, you will have, initially you have to start bringing in the minerals and start doing the thing to grow. But once it gets to a certain state, they're not going anywhere. You know, you know what I mean? You yeah. have worms, you have all these creatures, the microbes are there, and those systems, you have to stop giving them city water, for example. Well, the thing is, like, a farmer can't do that because he's pulling off the crop and losing what, so he's got to replenish those minerals, um, but it's all microdoses. Like, everybody thinks that, you know, it's a huge amount, but a 50-pound bag of, say, calcium does a huge amount of field. So for, so I, I would not tell a person to apply this to calcium. You want to apply the calcium with other minerals. I was just using that as an example, Andy, but yes. I can give you an example of a better source of calcium, milk. Yes, yeah. My favorite we got one more question, and, okay. and then we're almost at the hour. So does Annie know anything about sulfur um, uh, cinquid foil? I have no idea what cinquid foil is. Yeah, neither do I. I know what sulfur is, but I'm not sure what that word is. I've never heard it before in my life. <laughs> I've never heard it. So maybe uh, uh, hence, mm -hmm. hence benefit the mushrooms. Is that the same person asked the question? For the no, sulfur? no, that's somebody new. Right, and the mushrooms are really cool because they essentially do the same thing. They pull up their minerals 
So you're getting all these really rich minerals when you're eating the mushroom. And you're also getting the mycelium. You're also getting the yeah. all, those, all these other things it, it back into your body that you normally really need as well. Oh, we need so much we're not getting, but. One of my favorite things to spray coffee cream and sugar. Organic, of course. Then you have a nice blend of And garlic. Don't forget the garlic. Don't spray it at the same time. Never spray garlic and milk either. That's awful, too. <laughs> okay, guys, visit my website, please, invisiblegardener.com. Maybe you can show this thing on the way out. We don't have any time, or you didn't do it. Oh, no, invisiblegardener.com. I, I, oh, I I like oh, the videos are no good. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Sorry, you Andy. You can get the wow. newsletter from there. You can get the newsletter from there. Sign up. Might as well do it. Anyway, guys, uh, as for me, I've got the one more show tomorrow with Luna Whitcomb and Tony. Uh, that starts at the same time this one did, 6 p.m. Pacific. So you guys will want to check that one out tomorrow. So other than that, guys, peace out. Peace out.